This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9. For hundreds of years... Anthropologists have studied the social relationships of human beings, and none have been more confounding than what they call the different strokes effect. Get it? Meet Jade Gulliver, a charmingly low maintenance, amicable sci fi fan and avid podcaster, and David Lim, a top model strutting, goldfish loving. Walking jukebox. So, can you handle the difference? Get ready for different strokes. This is Different Strokes on Joy 94.9 with Jade and Dave. Jade, this morning it's safe to say that you and I are in a little bit of a messy situation. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that we normally come in all, you know, well presented and everything's all, you know, polished and looking fine. But today has been particularly messy and it's only 6.30. Yeah, it is only 6.30. What on earth is going on with our lives? I mean... I opened up my bag, my little backpack, um, after I came into Joy. You see, I'm trying to do the right thing, Jade. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're doing breakfast radio, but that don't mean that we need to skip breakfast. Yeah, we're trying to take care of ourselves. We're, we're trying to, okay? As mm-hmm. Oprah says, you got to look after yourself. <laughs> Does she say that? Nobody else in the world could possibly come up with such wise advice. So it had to be, it had to be Oprah. It had to be Oprah. <laughs> but I am trying to take care of myself. So I brought breakfast into Joy this morning. Yeah. Uh, so I brought some cereal i knew there were you know there's some milk here yeah. and i also brought a banana jade you know <laughs> my fa- one of my favorite things to do is to laugh at superfluous kitchen appliances yeah and every time i go into like a kitchen appliance store which isn't very often every time i go in and i see one of those yeah. banana carriers yeah. i go ain't nobody got time for that like who is gonna buy <laughs> a banana carrier that really only can do one thing and, and not all bananas are gonna fit in that surely yeah Today, I was proven wrong. <laughs> you there found is a purpose? A, there is a purpose for it. Because bananas do split yeah. in your bag and smush themselves on your library book, on your security pass, on your scarf that's been there all year, mm-hmm. everything. It's kind of one of those days where you have to rewind and start again, isn't it, Dave? It is, Jade. And yeah. I, I have a feeling, despite how much I've tried to clean out my bag, that at some point today, I'm going to reach in there. And, and have I'm, a squishy surprise. Uh, yes. There's going to be a bit of banana down the bottom somewhere, probably on page 49 of my you know, new favorite novel. Yeah. Somewhere. There's a <laughs> banana surprise waiting for me <laughs> sometime today. Let's hope you find it today and not in a couple of days. Oh, oh yeah. You know, that, that's, yeah, that's something I'm not prepared to take on. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? We love Mama Lim, which mm-hmm. is my mum. Mm-hmm. And um, remember I told you a few months ago that she was getting into Facebook? Yes. <laughs> now that well, some- I've noticed that she's on Facebook because occasionally she'll post something on our Facebook page. Yeah, or she'll like comment on the Different Strokes Facebook, you know, yeah. just randomly. And it'll say something hilarious that's always <laughs> like kind of a backhand, like 
jab at you, which makes it even funnier. And <laughs> Do you remember, like, I was at your place on Saturday for the Thanksgiving party. Yeah. Do you remember what she commented on one of the photos I posted? She said something like... I posted a photo of this lovely crepe cake. Yes, you guys, a crepe cake. And, and she said... She says something like, oh, you know, please bring me back a slice, you know. After I had to clean up all of your dishes that you left in the sink. Because <laughs> it was a bring a plate party to Jade's um, Thanksgiving extravaganza. So I'd been cooking all morning. And by the time I finished, and, and guys, we're, we're talking about deep frying stuff here. Mm-hmm. And I'm the type of guy who, when he decides to cook, somehow needs to use every single kitchen appliance in the building. Yeah. So I was going to leave it there. And because she sleeps during the day because she works at night, mum, mm-hmm. I was going to leave it there. And by the time I get home, I'll wash it. Yeah. But her being mums being mums, when she when they see it, they just have to do it. Yeah. So <laughs> she left this comment on Facebook going, you better bring me back a slice because I had to clean up after your mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of put me in an awkward situation. Yeah. You see, you know, the, the beauty about mums and Facebook is that they can embarrass you even without being in the room. That's why I don't have my mum on Facebook, Dave. <laughs> it's a very dangerous territory to open yourself to. <laughs> my mum can't be trusted with email. There's no way that she can be trusted with Facebook. <laughs> you haven't got like a friend request or anything? Um, well, I have a fake Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> it's very elaborate, Jade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe that getting on Facebook can sometimes be a bit of a motivator for, for some of the for some of the things in your life. Because mum has been posting photos of her cooking mm-hmm. and it's kind of a thing now. Like in the last week, she's been posting photos of dinner every single night yeah. on Facebook just to show her friends, you know, the kind of fabulous foods that she can cook. Mm-hmm. Now, can I just say, this is not typical mama limb dinner. Most of the time she doesn't really care because she doesn't have the energy all the time. But now that she's doing this thing where she's taking a photo every dinner time, she kind of has to cook nice food. Oh, so that's kind of it's it's a bit of a motivator. So you're saying because it's on display in a public forum, she feels like she has to do extra things. See, I'm not really engaged with Facebook. I don't like. I don't really care about Facebook that much. But you're on tw- uh, you're on Twitter and you're on Instagram. Yeah, I prefer Twitter, but that's just. Yeah, and I like, and there's no pressure for you to like you know keep up certain. Surely there's some, some incentive for you to keep you know uh, posting certain things that you do. Well, you know, I, Dave, this year I'm doing the photo a day thing. Oh, Jade, which, it's so challenging to do that on Instagram, don't we, you think? Isn't we, it tiring? It, it has been a very long year. Yes, <laughs> so I think we've got like 33 days left or something. <laughs> How will you get through this? Have you, you missed a day? I have not missed a day. I've done 333 three days I think we're up to or something like that but it is look it was really challenging but I did it for a reason the reason was that I was you know I was I'm still you know now over 30 but you get through a year and go what happened this year yeah and I thought oh well if I take the time to take a photo every day then at least I know you know some days are dull boring all I do is go to work come home there's nothing really to report on. But, you know, there are things that actually happen that I'd like to remember. Yeah, absolutely. But the thing about this kind of photo a day challenge is that it also puts you in a position where you're on the lookout for things to, you know, capture every day. And it gives Mm. you, I think, a bit of an appreciation for, you know, what's around you, even though you're, like you said, you're just going to work and all that, you know, it, it 
it puts you in a space where yeah. you're looking for beauty in you know in your world wherever you go on your commute at work or coming home or whatever it is for know? example dave yesterday when i was like leaving um i'd gone out to dinner with some friends of ours i um noticed the delorean was getting towed on lonsdale street the delorean from back to the future but what is it doing on... Who knows, Dave? Who knows? <laughs> was it the DeLorean? Well, I, it was a DeLorean. It was a DeLorean. <laughs> I don't know it's the original DeLorean. Dave. Yeah, but was it like... Okay, and, and that was your photo of the day? It, it wasn't because it was like across the street and I couldn't get a close-up oh. shot. But I was like, you know, those kind of weird, quirky moments that... Is what you want to remember. Yeah, those things. Those little things make your day, you guys. So, yeah, yeah I think it's really great to be able to pay attention yeah. to these things sometimes because the world does pass you by very quickly. And you know what? It's going to be December this weekend. <gasps> don't even talk about it, Dave. Where has the year gone? Where has the year gone? I don't know. Let's consult my photos and see. <laughs> <laughs> you say that it's about pop artist with character. Pop, pop artist with character. Forget what you've heard. I do listen to Get ready for a different Strokes take on music. This week's Music Pick of the Week is your choice and you've gone with Australian indie band San Cisco. Yes, so San Cisco Dave was a huge fan of them. They had um, an EP come out sort of early last year that uh, featured a song called Awkward. I don't know if you remember it, Dave. But Awkward was in the ARIA Top 100. Yeah. So I've seen it around and I, and I have heard that song before, yes. And I would call them, I guess like... Plinky, la-la, indie <laughs> pop, maybe. like you know. It's kind of good for, you know, days where you're going to the beach yeah, and with your mates. They've just released their first album. It literally came out this week, um, which is self-titled. So they've it. this album, Dave, is like such a summer album. It's got oh. such a summer feel to it. There's like a good balance between sort of, you know, those plinky la la type you know pop bouncy bouncy songs hand claps there's a lot of hand claps and lots of like little girls and boys like singing together you know those kinds of like campfire music yeah that kind of stuff but then also you know the more sort of strummy la la style um Anyway, the song I've picked from the album to be my music pick of the week uh, is the first track of the album. It's called Beach. Uh, it is, I would say it's pretty retro in feel. Um, it's definitely very indie-fied. If you're more into the sort of pop side of things, um, there are some other tracks on the album that you'll probably like a bit more. Um, there's one called Fred Astaire and another one called No Friends. Both are much more danceable and bouncier. And they feel like kind of radio singles. Yeah, definitely. But you think this, the song you've chosen is called Beach and you think maybe this one's more indicative of the album? Well, yeah, and I actually like, I really, so far in listening to it, it's the one that I connect with the best. Okay. Yeah. And it's got a nice, I mean, it sounds, I haven't even really heard the lyrics, but it's called Beach and yeah. it sounds like it's perfect for the song. And it's a good way, I think it's a good way to set up the whole album too. Um, it's got really great harmonies in it. It's got a very retro feel. There's sort of um, reverb, but not in the, like, you know, not in that really indie pop electro sound like you know that bassy kind of reverb stuff happening i had no idea you paid so much attention to the different types of reverbs well you know in in music well good on you yeah good on you but yeah (laughs) great it's it's really great song i really enjoy it if you're but definitely should check out san cisco because they're australian they're 
pop, uh, indie, you know. And who knows, they could be our next big export. So yeah. you don't want your friends in like the US and the UK to be like, you know, banging on about this and you haven't even heard about it. Yeah. You know, I always like to make sure that I'm listening to Australian artists. So when they do break out overseas and go, oh, yeah, I, I bought that. Yeah, I already know them. I bought their album when it was only like, you know, 500 copies and getting pressed. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're into sort of playful, energetic style music, this is your thing. You're really going to love San Cisco. Okay, so Dave, uh, you must feel so lucky to go and watch these shows that you would never have thought to watch ever before. Look, I always go on the personal recommendation of a friend when it comes to TV shows because I'm quite loyal with the series that I watch. Tune in for a Different Strokes take on television. This is Different Strokes on Joy 94.9, Jade and Dave. It's 11 minutes to 8. Dave, um, Matthew Perry, do you remember him? From Friends? Yes. Oh, my God. Don't say another spin-off. I cannot. It's not a spin-off. So Matthew Perry, <laughs> since Friends ended, has, has sort of made some appearances in bits and pieces of things. He was in an episode of 30 Rock. Do you remember that? Oh, oh my goodness. That was a very loud, um, you know, chirping of crickets right there. Um, no. Yeah. So anyway, he's he's been in and he's had a couple of other shows sort of try and get up, but they just didn't. It's really hard to have a career after Friends when you're not Courtney Cox, isn't it? Well, I mean, Jennifer Aniston has done okay, hasn't she? Yeah, she's got money in her bank. Actually, um, uh, Matt LeBlanc, who plays um, Joey. Joey, he's in a new show called Episodes, which is really good. So, I mean, it's a UK-US collaboration. Anyway, I'm talking about Matthew Perry's new show, which is called Go On. Such an interesting concept here, Dave. Um, basically, uh, Matthew Perry is playing a guy called um, Ryan, who's a sports journalist, and his wife um, passes away. And he then goes into uh, some – so he's, like, basically in a support group, if mm. you will. So um, he's now um, meeting regularly with a group of people. And, you know, as you can imagine, they're a, br- a group of quirky-style characters. So it's not a drama. I know it sounds very grim right now. It does. It does. But, but it's actually a comedy? It's a comedy. It's kind of like one of those ones where it's got, like, those bittersweet moments sort of throughout um, – it's uh, so you sort of then start to learn about the other characters in the show. I think we're about eight episodes into the series now. No scheduled release date for Australia yet, but it's um, it's an interesting. What I found really interesting about the show, Dave, is there's a lot of sort of comedic stuff uh, happening. Obviously, driven by the characters, each has their own kind of like sad story or reason why they're there. It's not necessarily about you know a partner dying or whatever mm. they might have. And what's interesting about comedy, as we all know, is that you know a lot of humour comes from a dark place. You know, yeah. a, a bit of sadness always kind of brings uh, that. Uh, that's what you know, we do as humans to cope. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's a very kind of straightforward kind of show to me. You know, yeah. it, it seems like, you know, people are, all these characters are finding their humour from a dark place. And, you know, and it, and it deals with those things too. Like at one point, um, he his character actually his wife is appearing to him and you know sort of interacting with him and then you know that you sort of deal with that issue of oh well that's part of his grieving process Mm, and all mm. of that but then it's all sort of messed in with funny moments as well how does that how how do you approach that as an audience do you feel sad but then you're kind of laughing but you're not sure why you're laughing is it kind of I'm always you know a a bit wary of shows that try to play too much with people's emotions I wouldn't say that it's a laugh out loud comedy Dave I would say more I would say it's more like you're 
you're relating to that actual situation mm. um, or putting yourself in that place. And, and, you know, they've got kind of these touching moments throughout. It'll be interesting to see how this show goes. It's actually, you know, as I mentioned, it's Matthew Perry's third go at trying to do something outside of Friends. If you liked um, him as Chandler, he's got – there are elements of the Chandler character <laughs> in this. Um, I can't believe you're putting this in your pitch. But yeah, no, you but do I'm what saying, you got to do. Yeah, but I'm saying like, you know – He's actually like a, you know, he's a he's a decent guy. You he's know, a he's a decent actor, isn't he? Yeah, and so, um, yeah, I'll, I think give it a go and see if you like it. But yeah. not everyone's going to like it. There are some minor comparisons to Community, which um, is quite big in its own right. That's got a cult yeah, following. It's got a cult following. So you perhaps could. It's like almost like here in this show with Go On, they're trying to make Community a bit more relatable. If you're a fan of American sitcoms and dramas, you might like Go On. Yeah. There's yeah. no laughter track, though. <laughs> Thank God for that, because I, that is just, that is dated. Uh, it's as dated track. as that Maya single we played before. Yeah. Hi, I'm Kylie Minogue, also known as Kylie from Camberwell, and I'm a proud Joy member, number 285. Different strokes on Joy 94.9. Our guest is Jason Lever, writer, creator, producer, director of the Canadian web TV series Out With Dad. Welcome to Different Strokes, Jason. Hello, Jay. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, for those who haven't heard or seen Out With Dad before, um, explain a bit about the show. Well, uh, Out With Dad is um, it's a web series now that I've been creating for uh, ooh, almost three years. Uh, it's about a teenage girl and her single dad, and it takes place at a time when she's uh, you know coming of age and coming out of the closet, uh, at first to herself and eventually to dad and, and to others around her. I read in an interview uh, that you have said that you really enjoy a couple of the huge sort of lesbians in film and TV relationships, including like Emily and Naomi and Skins and Imagine Me and You. What is it about those stories that appeal to you? It's true because th- those stories, that I, I love them. I just soak them up. And um, and I remember uh, during the, that series three of, of Skins, uh, around that time, and... Uh, you know, my day job is I, I make uh, corporate videos, right? Mm-hmm. Which, which is, um, you know, which is fun, and I'm still filmmaking, but it's not. I'm not, you know, I'm not changing the world. I'm not. Uh, I'm not entertaining the masses. You know, it's it's usually for a very limited audience, so it, it's not as creatively fulfilling, right? Mm-hmm. And and uh, you know, I just thought, you know, how do you break out of that and get into, you know, the meat and potatoes, the stuff I really want to tell. And I was going over this with my wife, and I was saying, you know, like, the shows like Skins, and, and like, I was so captivated by uh, Emily and Naomi's story and, and, uh, and others like it. You know, like, well, like, what is it about that? And she came up with the idea of, of um, you know, she, she was relating it to Romeo and Juliet, how it's like that sort of the, the forbidden love. And, you know, these days, uh, we don't have to worry so much about, uh, you know, feuding families like, like Romeo and Juliet had to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but not too long ago, it might have been uh, about, you know, people of different uh, racial backgrounds might have had to worry more about, uh, you know, falling in love. And, and then even that's kind of going away. And so it's, it's almost like, you know, is it, it, is it the last taboo, if you will, like if you could call it that? Mm-hmm. And um, except she said it way more eloquently than I just did. <laughs> These stories, they, they, they grab me, you know, and I think it's that uh, love against all odds. Can you tell us a bit about the fan submissions uh, that you had during season two and what motivated you to get uh, involvement in the show that way? Yeah, so we, we had these... Uh, I, I always knew that I wanted to eventually bring the story to that because, you know, going back to your previous question, like, 
yeah, but, you know, authenticity and it's just like that's what would happen just naturally, organically. Would Rose and Nathan would go to a peat bike meeting, and that's uh, parents and friends and family of, uh, and, of lesbians and gays. Mm-hmm. And so it's a sharing meeting, and so I thought, you know, I need to have a bunch of stories being told, but I, I just, I, I kind of came back to the same fears I had uh, when I first started writing the show. Is like, do, you know, do I have the the right to, you know, invent these stories when there's this, especially when there's an opportunity to give voice to other people that really have lived these things. So I asked the audience, you know, would you be willing to give us your story uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll use it. And I, so we've got tons of submissions. Talking about season three, uh, it's due out in um, 2013. Um, can you tell us anything about it? Well, right now, like the scripts are pretty much written. And I've written um, quite a number of episodes, and, and actually, I have a couple more I want to add as well because it's got a great sort of like side story that I really want to uh, address. I'm not going to tell you, but right now, it's, it's, it's secret. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're in pre-production. You know, we're going to try and find out really how much money do we need in order to make this and uh, you know and then basically go to the audience and say okay here's how much we've raised so far because the audience have been so generous to us so far here's what we need now to, to finish the job and then we can we can shoot this and I would like to shoot this if I had my way I would want to shoot in um, you know beginning of the end of March maybe through the month of April sort of thing mm-hmm. and then that gives me a couple months to do post-production and uh, we seem to have a tradition of uh, releasing it, you know, first first week of uh, July. So if we can keep up that tradition, I'd love that. We could be on track to do that, provided, you know, we, we get all the funding in, in place. To find out more about how to donate and all of the show episodes, it's outwithdad.com. Jay, that was your interview with the creator of Out With Dad. Yeah, his name's Jason Lever, a very lovely man. That sounds lovely. Yeah, I did a much longer interview, Dave. It was about 25, 26 minutes long, and I'm going to release that as a podcast version later this week. Jason, of course, is, um, you know, the creator, like I mentioned, of Out With Dad, which is a web series about a daughter coming out to her dad. Which coming out to cool. herself and coming out to her yeah, dad. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. Hey guys, this is Natalie Bassingthwaite and you're listening to Joy 94.9. Now here at Different Strokes we like to do an app review every week and Jay, this week you've got Banjo. Yes. Banjo, it is not a music app, Dave. It's not a gaming app. <laughs> it's not a country music app? No. Uh, it is, um, basically it's a location or what they, you know, the jargon term is like a social discovery app. But basically what it is, is um, you you can you hook it up to like your Facebook, your Instagram, your Twitter. You can hook it up to Foursquare and LinkedIn. Uh, and what it does is it uses the locations of the people that you're following uh, or your friends with or you, whatever uh, in each of those environments. And then it like finds what their location is. So, for example, if you're following people from New York City or you're following people from San Francisco. So what you'll do is on your main screen of uh, Banjo, you'll see like just a selection of different cities. So And then it'll say how many people in that city uh, you're following or how many posts. And then you can click onto that city. It will tell you what the weather and what time it is. But then also show you like images and stories and things What's that happening. are hap- happening online in that particular city. So you can actually go and search for cities that you're not connected to as well. Yeah, you know, maybe it's a good idea for 
for those people traveling mm-hmm. to have this app. You know, it's it's kind of good to know what's happening in a city when you land and if you want to do something at night or, you know, where's a good place to go at night, just kind of see what everyone's tweeting and posting about. Yeah. Similar to, um, remember a while ago, Dave, I talked about an app called Highlight, which had that weird, had a weird sort of, almost eye hurting logo <laughs> to it uh, but similar design fail location based location based content effectively mm. um, so that uh, highlight works off what's nearby whereas this one is actually up front in front and center what city do you want to look at mm. click on it see what's happening in that city now I'm just going to speak out now because I know a lot of gentlemen out there and maybe some ladies are thinking what I'm thinking can you hook up your dating website to Banjo to see where all the hot people are. Uh, not at this stage. If you're dating through Facebook or Twitter, perhaps. But no, it has no capacity to hook up with your grinder or things of that nature. No, not at this stage, Dave. You know, you just can't have everything in life sometimes, can you, Jade? No. no. But maybe you could just randomly search through all the different cities and find what what talent you're happiest with, if you want, will, Dave. Thank you for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.